Stokes here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes. Changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. I'm happy with that. Big chase there. My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I am your host, Tim Williams. Round 13 is here, the dreaded first bye week of the year. Supercoaches are scrambling for numbers in their sides. It's panic mode across the board. A few key Supercoach outs from team list this afternoon. Uh, I'm going to start with a stat from the one and only stat genius, Adam DeRussi. And it's going to hopefully alleviate a few fears around numbers this week. So in the top 1,000 teams, the top 1,000 teams have an average of 9.1 players available this week pre-trades. So in the event that they were to use all four of their trades, that's including a boost, they'd have 13 players. That includes blokes like Jason Taumalolo, Joseph Suwali, Bo Fermor, who are all in doubt through injury in different circumstances. Of the top 20,000 teams, they have an average of just 8.5 players available pre-trades this week. Uh, the team coming 11th overall has four players before trade. So people, do not panic. Uh, it's bad for everyone, basically. There's some, there'll be a few smug people out there who have got 17 players this week laughing their way to the bank. Anyway, here to talk me through all of that and get through it, heading into round 13, is 2019 NRL Supercats champion, Desi Creek. Desi, how are you, mate? Good, Timmy. Good. Um, finally, some sunshine up in Byron Bay um, after what's felt like months and months of pretty much a non-stop rain so finally get out to the beach play some golf um but yeah on the super coach front pretty good weeks i scored 1222 um so up to 885th overall Ooh. so not a, not a bad place to be and that was of course thanks to centuries from monster cody walker lomax and who could forget that 144 from jimmy tedesco <laughs> Who I know, I know the spy regrets trading out right about now. Oh, well, that is the other man on this week's podcast. It is the Supercoach Spy, 91st overall last season. Uh, He's been on an upward spiral for a long time, the Spy, and he's finally starting to have a few things go against him. Going down a little bit, it won't last long, I'm pretty confident, but Spy, mate, uh, talk us through it, mate. How are you feeling? Yeah, I've crashed a bit. Uh, Three (laughs) out of the last four weeks, not so good. Like, not terrible, but just not. Not good. Um, I seem to have not been able to grab those those tons more than anything. I looked at my side last week. I didn't score that well. I can't remember the exact number, but it was consistent across the board. But consistency doesn't get you anywhere in this game. You need blokes who who get those tons, and I didn't have any tons last week. I just had a bunch of sixty to eighties, and it wasn't enough. So, look. It starts again now. I've been through the panic period of this afternoon saying three of my boys not playing. <laughs> Two of them weren't very good, which was fine, but uh, we've made do with the other, which we'll get to soon. So, look, buys are when I hopefully make a bit of a move, and I'm very happy with my side for the run home, which is when I want to do some damage. So let's see how we go, eh? Spy, if it makes you feel any better, uh, the, the Kuma Stallions bounced back into form. Not that that's going to make you feel any better, but uh, prior to last week where I had a few red arrows as well in a row, I was sort of sitting there going, so happy with my squad thing. You know, I'm well set up here, happy with my 17, whatever. Um, things can turn around pretty quickly. So the 1295 for the Stallions last week into 980th overall. So very happy about that one. Thank you to Campbell Graham and Lord James Tedesco for those ones. Uh, on today's show, guys, a bit of a change-up from our regular routine with just the four games on deck. We'll go through our targets and our avoids from each team. We'll go through a little bit of a buy talk, of course, going through our numbers, whether or not we're boosting those sort of things this round. Drop a pod and an antipod play, and, of course, our round 13 trades, skippers, uh, and then jump into a few listener questions to wrap it up. Guys, I am semi on holidays at the moment, doing a bit of work while I'm away, but Beers and Break Evans podcast, Adam DeRussi will be filling in for me tomorrow morning alongside the rugby league guru. Uh, he's much better to listen to than I am anyway, so I think you're in for a win there. His ownership stats that we touched on earlier, he'll have a good chat about those, which will be terrific listening. Uh, another one to touch on, our unlimited group. The code is 511034. We'll be closing entries on Thursday night for our prizes for that one uh, because we will be halfway through the season or thereabouts. So if you aren't a, aren't a, uh, good English there. 
If you're not a subscriber, you'll also be ineligible for our major prize from that round onwards. Uh, our major prize is, of course, a jersey from a team of choice this season uh, and a game day package including tickets, food and drinks for you and a mate for a game of choice in 2023. The minor prize, the same without the team jersey on top of that one. $40 for the full package, $30 for the NRL package. The $40 package gets you NRL, AFL, Big Bash for the 12 months. Um, the other exciting thing, the SC Playbook in-house league, they've given rankings to the the 10-team 10, 10 leagues, which is exciting. So we're fourth overall, looking to go on from our first place finish out of 17,000 leagues last year. Uh, so sitting nicely in fourth. So when the spy sorts himself out, I reckon we can shoot back into number one there. Subscribers, guys, WhatsApp group access. Myself and the contributors jump in and answer your questions each and every week. I do a Q&A every Thursday afternoon for an hour or two. Uh, there's good stuff there. Top three overall finishes in Supercoach last year were all subscribers to the website. Enough of my dribble, guys. Let's get into the general general buy talk approach uh, heading into round 13. Spy, how many numbers are you looking at this week and are you looking at using one of your boosts? I will just touch on quickly. Origin players – actually, I'll get the Spy to do it. Origin players and locking out, mate. Give us a bit of an indication of how that all works. Uh, So just be aware, if you've got a bloke like uh, Nathan Cleary, for example, who's playing Origin – He's in your side. His team, Penrith, will play Friday night. So as of 7.50 or whatever it is, he will actually lock out in the game. So don't bank on being able to move him or use him as a, a captain loop sort of thing. But if you've got an origin guy whose team's on the buy, they'll stay active, I believe, for the whole weekend because they're a buy team. Um, so just be aware of that if you're looking at doing captaincy loopholes and these sort of things. Spy, so guys like if you've got... Let's say you've got a Cody Walker in the halves who obviously not playing Origin, but plays for the Bunnies who are on the bye this week uh, as opposed to a Nathan Cleary. So when Nathan Cleary locks out when Penrith kick off, Cody Walker won't lock out until the end of, I believe it's the start of the final game of the round, Willie. So if you need him in your starting team and for vice-captain loophole purposes, etc., you'd be starting someone like Cody rather than a player who's on Origin duty for uh, a team playing in round 13. Yep, that's spot, spot on, mate. So just Good be aware of that one. In terms of my side, it was a bit of a panic when team list came through. I was hoping Benny Travojevic might be back. Uh, that wasn't to be. I really liked him for a solid, you know, 40-50 with upside this weekend. But anyway, here we are. Um, the other one was Valeria. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but a lot of blokes had him uh, and ladies, should I say. And mate, he's he's been scoring. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> he does it all in tries. <laughs> But oh, I, facts yeah. are he can score a try. I think he's got about one a game. So that was a shame. I wanted to make a, a point, Spy, and have a bit of a joke about how we're really <laughs> going to be missing his the seven points he was going to bank us this week. But he's actually started to pile on a few points the last few weeks, hasn't he? That's the thing. And the other thing is he's gone to the right edge outside SJ, which is prime territory, and his break-even was super low. So it's a pain in the yeah. bum, really. But uh, out of everyone to lose, um, it's probably not the worst guy. And the other one was TPJ. I've had him. I've actually owned him for about a month. I can't even remember who got hurt that I brought him in. Um, he's been okay for me, but him not playing, that's a pain as well. So what I'm doing, as of, I had to totally redo my trades, but I'm going to use four trades. I've got seven people before trades, uh, which listening to those numbers actually Jeez. does add up. Um, yeah. I think you said a lot of them have eight. Eight and a half, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm going to get four guns in, which will give me 11 pretty bloody good players. So I've had a bit more of a look at it. I actually don't mind that. It's not like I'm carrying 11 with a couple of blokes who aren't real good. They're actually 11 very good players. So I'm probably set up all right. And I'll sell TPJ, which allows me to get Garrick because I had that whole (laughs) debate of Garrick versus Manu. I was going to get one of them. So now I'll likely get both, which is nice. Uh, and it keeps me pretty well set up for round 17 when I'll hopefully charge home. But that's where I'm at. I'm definitely boosting. I'm having a crack um, at getting amongst things this week, best I can. Yeah, nice, mate. And it's it's an interesting point you say that things have changed quite dramatically in the past sort of two weeks, three weeks with the return of Torhu Harris. Angus Crichton missing origin is a massive one because – all of a sudden, where we were sort of looking at round 13 going, there's not a lot of keepers in there and you didn't really want to be bringing in temporary players who you'd need to get in and then out and then waste two trades. But now that there's guys like, you know, not that Manus and Garricks have come from nowhere or anything's changed situation-wise there, but you've got Garricks, you've got Manus, you've got Angus Crichton, you've got Torhu Harris back to 80 minutes. 
Uh, there's a lot of genuine keepers that you can bring into your side this week, which means using more trades. Uh, you know, it, it's more viable than it was. Desi, how's your side set up, mate? I don't think you're going too hard on trades this week. How are your numbers looking and, and what are your plans? Um, yeah, I've got 11 players before trades, so not too bad. Um, so I could get to 15 if I do the uh, spy route of boosting, but I think I'm probably going to play it pretty conservative and just grab two more guns. I'm thinking Angus, probably the most traded in, pretty much a must-have. Be silly not to get him. Desi, just and- just quickly, mate, you've made that move to, to Byron Bay, and you seemed to very, very re- not that you weren't relaxed already, but you're always <laughs> gung-ho with your trades. You're going hammered. You've been on the old devil's lettuce up there something, mate, because you're very relaxed, I reckon. And for you not to be going hard at a trade period and using these up, I'm a bit concerned about you, but I, I don't hate it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably it. You're probably correct on the devil's lettuce. There. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, secondhand so, devil's lettuce. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's always the neighbours. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the, the other guy I'm thinking of bringing in is Olakawatu. Um, oh, but yeah, the other guy is Tohu as well. I could make that third trade, but I'm tossing up between Olakawatu and Tohu. It's it's a really tough decision for Olakawatu me. Olakawatu versus the Warriors. Do it. You reckon? reckon What I I like about him is he works hard, but he's just got that attacking upside. And I know Cherry's not playing this week, but man, he's a good player. Whereas Torhu, he's just come back off a big injury. He's not necessarily going to play massive minutes. I just think he lacks the upside. So, Desi, I think you know what you want to do there. Yeah, that's where I'm leaning. It's just all the manly boys I've been bringing in have been dropping like flies. Yeah, true. You don't want any more out of your side. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I have to sell off a gun to afford them. So um, yeah, I'm leaning towards bypassing Garrick as well, as much as I've talked him up. But just the, you can't beat the safe and sound second row keepers. Um, but yeah, I might change my mind through the course of this podcast. You don't know. But yeah. Yeah, yeah very interesting, mate. Uh, numbers for the Stallions. Still looking good at the moment. We Tam Lola has been named and is expected to play. Suwali still has to pass concussion protocols. The eight-day turnaround is so fortunate. Thank God for that. Uh, so looking at, I think, 15 or 16, I think 15 players now that uh, Valia is out this week. Um, so good numbers there. That would be if I boost and use four trades, which I'm looking at doing at this stage. Uh, Spy, a little caution on round 14. With so many relevant Cowboys um Coming in consideration and people looking to probably not so much bring players in because you only got you're not going to bring in obviously the origin contingent, but maybe people who own Codders, Dins, these sort of blokes, they play the Friday night game after Origin one and three uh, on a two day turnaround. So is this going to, would, would this impact your your approach to Cowboys players? I think it has to um, because mate, re, 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 round fourteen. It, it just gets so overlooked in this buy period madness, doesn't it? Because while all teams are available, there are so many restings and it can be one of the toughest difficult, toughest rounds of the year along with round 18. Yeah, everyone do yourselves a favour right now when you're listening to this. Go check your side for round 14 and just make sure you've got the numbers. Assume blokes from Origin like Cleary, Munster, Harry Grant, these blokes don't play because that's possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's possible. Make sure you've got some coverage there. Um, from the Cowboys' point of view, if Ruben Cotter plays 60 minutes of grueling origin, I know he's a young bloke and he's an absolute weapon. Maybe he does back up on the Friday, but it couldn't be big minutes, could it? So um, it does give consideration to, if you do own Cotter, maybe you sell him if you need to to get some extra buy coverage. Um, given the Cowboys play the Friday on round 14 and round 18, that means he potentially, on the run here, he doesn't play round 13. That he may not play around 14 or have limited minutes. He, you'd then get two weeks of Cotter, which is good. Then he wouldn't play around 17 and same issue around 18. So, I mean, for what he does, which is an awesome worker, maybe there's somebody else you can go to, like a Manu or Garrick, who's going to play through that period, play the bye. Uh, he's the big one that stands out to me. Uh, Valentine Holmes, he's a back, so it could be different there. I mean, he's not sitting in the middle of Origin working, getting belted and belting people all night. So maybe he does back up. Uh, but it's certainly a massive one to consider. Cowboys-wise, I think their side's still pretty good. Um, so if you've got bikes like Drinkwater, I still don't mind it. But, you know, it's one to consider, and Cotter especially, in the middle there, mm. working in origin. 
Well, that's it, mate. You, the fact that he's been named to start also for the Maroons, whether that uh, happened eventuates come come kick off Origin one, we'll see. But there's every chance he does. So if he was off the bench, you think might think, oh, maybe he plays thirty minutes, not too much of an issue. But maybe he does play decent sort of minutes there. You know, Nanai off the bench, probably not as big a drama. But then you look at the depth of the Cowboys with, you know, Cohen Hesse, who's been coming off the bench a lot, is a origin player as recently as just the last couple of years. Jason Taumalolo there. They've got Halem Lukey coming on to start this week in the Cowboy for the Cowboys in the absence of Nanai. They've just got so many options, which, you know, it doesn't bode well for their origin contingent backing up. As you said, I wouldn't be as concerned probably about, yeah, like your Val Holmes is um, playing origin. Um, the other thing to note there is that players not in the 18, so the players in the extended squads for the Blues and Maroons, they are available for club duty. So barring unforeseen circumstances, generally speaking, flu or injury, whatever, they will be available. So these are guys like uh, Murray Tualangi has been named outside um, for the for them. Uh, Jai Arrow, obviously not playing this week, but named outside the 18. So he'd be available. Uh, Nico Hines, I Nico Hines is the 18th man, so or as it stands. So he wouldn't be available if the Sharks were playing. So yeah, anyone named outside the 18 will be available for club duty in round 13. So keep that one in mind. Uh, fellas, where are we at now? Let's move on. Team analysis. Where, as we'll go against the grain a little bit of our normal hot topics debate because there is only four games. Just going to punch through the teams one by one uh, at this stage, starting with... The Titans and Cowboys, a little bit of team news courtesy of NRL.com. Uh, Tino Fasu Malawi, obviously out for origin. David Fafita is, from a super coach perspective, thankfully out because he was a guy I really would have struggled with to get into my team, but I really wanted. I probably would have bitten the bullet and found a way to do it, but don't have to worry about that decision. Mo Fodawaker is back in the side. Uh, nothing else major there, although Bo Fermor is one of a couple of players who is uh, in a little bit of doubt for the game, so... Owners of him will be very desperate for him to play. Boys, at the Titans, very little super coach interest, and I think we can get through these guys pretty quick. Um, the only sort of one, Desi, that I sort of had glimpsed at when I did my team's analysis was AJ Brimson, who's had two big years coming into this year. Uh, he's very cheap, Brimson, but mate, I can't really entertain any of them. Is there anyone who you'd look at with that early buy coverage? No, definitely not. Titans, just cross them off. Mm. there's just nothing there Brimson great player but he's just you know he's he's not going to go massive I don't think in this sort of game no and, and normally it wouldn't like you wouldn't even consider it but you know I know people are battling to run a decent second fullback I've seen some people selling Teddy a lot of people will be running say Cody Walker at 5'8 who's not necessarily a hold with his in the bunnies form uh, Spy what about yourself mate because players like Corey Thompson Brian Kelly who this time last year would have been, you know, licking our lips out a little bit. But there's not much going on. Anyone for you? No, not at all. Against a good Cowboys side as well. I know I've lost a few guys, but it's still a good lineup. Uh, I imagine their their defensive structures hold up. So that's a it's a no from me on the old Titans. Although I could have got David for feet. I had a way to get him in, so that was a bit frustrating. Uh, but not to worry there. Mm, yeah, big FIFA. Another two to three weeks by the sounds of it for him at the Cowboys, a team that is far more relevant. Coming into a fairly soft draw post-origin as well. Uh, Jason Taumalolo, named to return from a knee injury. Thank God for that. Uh, he'll obviously need to get cleared this week, but they'll be desperate for him to play with a few outs. Val Holmes, Ruben Cotter, Tom Deard, and Jeremiah Nanai, all on Maroon's duty. Murray Tewalangi and Hamso Tabuai Fado, uh, two of those players named on the extended squad for Queensland and will be released to play for the Cowboys. That's the only overly relevant stuff there. On to their team. Uh Desi, Scotty Drinkwater is one that obviously comes to mind. People that were patient on him after his blockbuster couple of weeks will be rewarded in the sense that he got up to about 680K there. He's down to 570K after low scores against Melbourne and the Panthers. Mate, is he a bloke that interests you uh, with the softer draw coming up and good coverage this week? Yeah, you'd think he would, but I'm actually – I'm not really that high on the Cowboys like you boys. I just – you know, they're playing well. As Spice said, they've got really good defensive structures. But I'm just not sure that they're going to be able to pile on the points like mm. we kind of hope. So, you know, Drinkwater's been – he was averaging 75 before last week. So, you know, you, you wouldn't be complaining with that. But, you know, I, I just think maybe they're slightly overrated. They're attacking structures, the Cowboys. Uh, also at the Cowboys, sticking on the back line for now – 
Hammer so I for Doe. We'll get your sports thoughts in a minute, Spy. But Desi, the Hammer, we spoke off air, and he's a bloke that I am keen on. You are not keen on. He's a high risk, high reward prospect if I've ever seen one. Name to start at centre. We know Kyle Felt's out for a lengthy stint at the moment, so he does look to have that starting spot locked in. Played Origin last year, two hundred and fifty eight k, mate. Uh, he's a bit of a no go for you. No, I wouldn't touch the hammer with a 10-foot pole. I mean, <laughs> you, you say he's high-risk, high-reward. I think he's high-risk, low-reward. I mean, what's this high-reward you're speaking of? I, I want to know. Well, I just rate him as a footballer, and he's so... Ele- what I'll tell you what it is, mate. He scored... He played... Where are we? If he scores a hat-trick, he'll end on about 80. Where was that game he played the <laughs> other day where he played? Played 14 minutes against Parramatta and scored 64 points in 14 yeah. minutes. That is high reward, mate. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got me there, but I just, I just don't think the Hammer's going to, I don't think he'll score over 70. Uh, Spy, Drinky and Hammer, what are your thoughts, mate? And just on the Hammer... His first game back to 80 minutes since the start of the year, uh, 80 minutes for just 22 points on the wing, but that was against Penrith, so I am willing to put a line straight through that, as I am Drinky's two low scores against Penrith and the Storm, albeit the Cowboys belt of the Storm. Do you like either of those two? Oh, I certainly love Drinky. Uh, he'll be into my side this week, barring a late change of plans. Um, Drinky would be in my top five players in rugby league in just terms of my favourite guys. Uh, he's like you a love a bit player. of flamboyant spy, don't you? But it's just like, it's also the little guy. Like, it's such a power game these days. I just love seeing a little bloke just get around the paddock and play a bit of like touch footy style running and passing. It's so good. And that's why I love Sammy Walker as well. The more of these blokes going around, the better it is for the game. So I love him succeeding. Uh, look, he could goal kick as well, potentially. Maybe Chatty Townsend does it, but that's got to be on the cards. Penrith and Melbourne are write-offs. I didn't expect much much against Penrith, that's for sure. Um, Melbourne may be a little bit different, but I think he scored a try in that game. He nearly scored last week against Penrith as well mm. um, and just got pulled up short. So I just really like it. On to Hammer, and he'll be my, he'll be my vice captain as well. Lovely Thursday night, VC. Oh, so drink, so drink is coming in for you, mate. He'll be in for sure. Yeah, and in, um, in a tough week for skippers, as you said, a really good VC option. Yeah, um, the Hammer... Devastated he's not on the wing because he was locked in my side plans all week. The issue is, is at centre. So in my head, this is what happens. Scotty Drinkwater goes to the line. They're tearing him apart. He hits long and the wingers yeah. score or he scores. So straight away, hammers out for me. I just don't want a centre. Um, not really interested in it. He could go off a little bit, but I just want him in space. Maybe he swings late. If he's a late swing to the wing, I'd definitely bring him could in. Could happen. But yeah. Yeah, it definitely could happen. Um, Desi, thoughts, mate? Yeah, just by, I want to know uh, who you'd prefer out of Savage or the Hammer. Who's a better trade-in? Well, uh, if he was on the wing, Hammer by a mile, now that Hammer's in the centres, I'd probably take Savage, to be honest. Jeez. Uh, but I'm not sure on that. I just That's a positional thing. At least Savage is going to get a crack at space. I just don't. Yeah. I'm not I'd happy. At look at... Yeah, Savage had, what did he have, 18 runs for one tackle bust, the fullback. Mm. Yeah, but the th- the difference is Hammer's locked and loaded into a spot. Like, Savage Savage is so raw. Like, he's the definition of um, high-risk, high-reward. Like, he could get dragged after 20 minutes after dropping three balls. Yeah. He could have three tries at the same time. But, like, there's there's at least if you're getting hammering, I think you're getting a bloke in who's going to create some cash for you. Savage could be dropped like any week now. Yeah, that's it. And in my real answer to your question, Desi, is I don't want either of them. Like that just mm. don't interest me. Good answer. Hammer in the centers, Savage. Well, I'll throw this one at you. I'll throw it bo- at both of you. Um, we have to create cash somehow. We, t- we speak this week about Torhu Harris, Angus Crichton, who we'll get to later. I think he's pretty close to a must. Uh, Manu, Garrick, there's all these terrific buys. I went through my trades and I'm like, you've got to create cash somewhere. So, Spy, where are you creating your cash? Well, bombshell, I'm I'm dropping Pappy. After oh, um, oh, <laughs> all that, uh, you've waited this long. Yeah, but what's it been three or four weeks? But I didn't need his cash. Everything I did, I could yeah. do with other guys in the lead up. And I was just Jeez. waiting and waiting. And this is the week I can go bang, bang and get Manu and Garrick for Pappy, which makes it entirely yeah. worth it for me. Whereas before that, it was just get someone else who I could just drop 
someone who was bought him or who'd upped in price. So Pappy out, and I've had a look at it. This is pretty important, actually. I'm only wasting one trade to get Pappy back. So the logic behind that is I go Pappenhausen to a keeper in someone like Manu, who I'll just hold through the season, and then I'll upgrade Tuipolotu to Pappenhausen. So it's two trades to get Pappenhausen back and a keeper. Whereas if you're doing something like selling Pappenhausen for a bloke who plays this week, then you trade back to Pappenhausen, you're actually using two trades and losing that second keeper. So the fact I'm only using one extra trade to do that and the way this round has landed, uh, I'm doing it. And if Pappy comes back slow, then I don't have to worry too much. So locked and loaded, boys. You're a wise man, Spy. Boys, Reese Robson. Uh, big question marks over him last week with Granville back on the bench. How many minutes would he play? How would he go? Played the full 80, which is so encouraging and just a massive show of faith from Coach Toddy Payton there. Uh, 589K, a, a little bit of a problem position, I suppose, at the moment for super coaches with injury concerns around Harry Grant and Origin. A lot of people still holding Chris Randall. Desi Robson, um, he's a man on a bit of a tear. Uh, 50 last week, despite getting belted. Big minutes. Uh, do you like him? Yeah, Robson's kind of the only exception to I mean, and Tamalolo to my no Cowboys rule right now. I just, yeah, he's really, he has slipped under the radar for a lot of coaches. He's not very highly owned at all and kind of averaging around 65, 70 and 80 minute games. So, um, yeah, I think he's, he's, Super solid buy, but um, not for me, though. I bought Robbo in last week. Uh, sorry, two weeks ago. Got him for well, last week. Might have bought, no, I brought him in last week. Uh, very happy with it, with those minutes. Spy, what's your take on him? I'm a big fan of Robson. Um, the way I see it, I think he's a pretty good bloke to lock into your side, potentially for the year, as a backup to someone like Harry Grant there. Uh, minutes... Minutes are an issue I'd deal with if if they change, but the facts are at the moment he's playing 80. He's a really good player. I think he's got extra attacking stats in him at times. I think he's a really good buy. Uh, on the flip side, you can get someone like Brandon Smith, who whilst he might not be his absolute peak of last year, he's still a bloody good option with Harry Grant injured at the moment, uh, and he'll play around 17. He's 200k cheaper. That's the big one on cheese. So that's where you can get in your extra buy guns like Manu and Garrick and these type of fellas. So that's the upside I see in cheese. But purely head-to-head, I prefer Garrick as a a point scorer, no doubt at all. Nice, mate. Boys, moving on to the Panthers and Bulldogs clash. At the Panthers, a stack of changes with all their origin contingent out. Obviously, Sean O'Sullivan and Kurt Falls coming into the halves. Uh, we maybe we could go on for days there, but uh, Appy Corusau will be available, having been named outside the 18 for the Blues. Uh, Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, both out on origin duty. A few faces there. Obviously, a, a depleted uh, Panther side, Desi, but they are coming up against the Bulldogs, which does help, especially no TPJ there. Let's start with probably, I mean, most of us should probably still own Talion Mayonnaise at Tago, so we can bypass those. Dylan Edwards is one of the more traded-in players this week, Des. Uh, could you entertain him? Because averaging about that 60 mark this season, tunned up last week, what do you reckon? No. Mm. No go. Um, yeah, he, he's playing in a strong team and he's he's averaging, what, 60? He's Yeah, I, I just don't think he's going to go too well without Cleary and Lou either. Mm. You need your combination with your halves. Um, I, th- I think a guy like Reese Walsh would be a better flyer to take over. Yes, yeah. over him. Yeah, I don't disagree, mate. Four scores under thirty-seven this season. Uh, last week was his first score over eighty-one, averaging sixty-one. Very solid, but again, another one of these sort of borderline blokes who you know you're not keeping him. So it is two trades get him in and out when there are some keepers available. Spy, I, I don't imagine you'd be entertaining him. I'm not, but just for those who are. They play Bulldogs, Newcastle, and the Warriors next three weeks. He's got 100 in his rolling average, so he should make that cast, mm. which is all important. Maybe he makes your 50K and scores all right. So I'm not against it. Um, I'm not saying I'll be getting in, but I do think there's enough there, that, especially how much he works, <laughs> that he might be an okay option to then move on for someone for round 17 after that easy run. 
Not he's, totally against it. His ball playing is getting better as well, which you know is such a key asset yeah. for an NRL and Supercoach player. He's always, not always, but he's always been in, in my sort of eyes, a, a not a one-dimensional player, but just one of them reliable fullbacks who probably doesn't have a lot of ball playing and creative ability about him. That last week uh, in a big game, ball playing was ex- was really, really good. So he's getting mm. better, and this is like can equate Supercoach points. So, yeah, not for me, but as a spicer, they're, you know, there's a world where he goes 80, 80, 80 the next few weeks and those owners are laughing and they turn him into a gun fullback, uh, sort of come around 17, 18. Uh, Viliami Kikau, boys, I brought him two weeks ago. I'm still happy to have him in my team, but with scores of 36 and 49 the last two weeks, break even of 112. Um, Des, is he a bloke you'd still look to bring in? Or I, I suppose off the back of those two scores, the f- fact that Angus Crichton has missed origin, Olakuatu's coming good, he probably drops down the pecking order for buys this week, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely have Angus, Tohu, Olakowatu, um ahead of Kikau. Yeah. You know, he's He's got the prowess to put on a big score, no doubt. He can create stuff himself. He doesn't need Luai and Cleary. But, yeah, I just think, I think, yeah, you put those other three guys above him. Yeah, there's better buys. Desi, Appy Coruscant, 529k, averaging 60, playing big minutes, uh, even sort of despite Mitch Kenny on the bench, he's playing anywhere from 65 to 80 most weeks. Where do you see him, mate? Because he was really good last week, as I said, in a big game. He's got attack in him. He's got some of the poorer base stats uh, for a for a hooker in the NRL. You know, probably not unlike that, that man previously mentioned, Viliami Kikia. So base of, what is he here? Not great for the season. It's base of 40 for the season with attacking upside. Do you like him at all? Yeah, I don't mind him, but I'd prefer Reese Robson, you know. So yeah. it's like, why, why would you ever go Coruscant when Reese Robson's there, you know? Mm. You're not going to, yeah. Spy, Spy, Spy what, do you, what do you reckon, mate? Uh, Kikau and who's the other fellow? Appy. Yeah, Kikau, as you said, I think he just hasn't shown enough recently to probably warrant a selection. Uh, he's got that upside. I really wanted him a couple of weeks ago, uh, but I just think I'd probably look at other options, as you mentioned. Appy, um, I don't mind him at all. I think that's a bit hard from Desi. Um, he's scoring well. He'll look to probably create a bit more himself this weekend with with his halves out. Maybe he runs a bit more. And as we said before, he's got Bulldogs and Newcastle and the Warriors coming up. Maybe you get him in then. You're going to move probably this hooker on. Whoever you choose, you're probably moving them on anyway for around yeah. 17 number like McInnes. So unless you want a keeper, then yeah, I'm not against Appy by any means. An early, uh, not an early, a mid-podcast bombshell for you boys. Appy, as it stands, this is very much subject to change. I think he's coming into my team for Harry Grant. And the logic <laughs> behind the logic behind that is that I went through, as I mentioned before, I went through all these plays and, and, and the fact that guns and keepers had emerged uh, for round 13. I'm like, sweet. Yeah, I'll get in Garrick and I'll get in Torhu Harris and Angus Crichton and all these fellas. And it was like, happy days. I'm like, oh, that's right. There's a salary cap. Um, so that sort of made things a bit more difficult. So then I thought, all right, where do I go in my team to free up some cash? One option was to sell James Tedesco, which I've seen people doing. I mean, he's a man on a tear in a struggling fullback position, so not a chance. Harry Grant, 810K, break even 169. Let me clarify that. Um, about to plummet in cash. Origin this week, there's every chance with Brandon Smith at the Storm that you know he plays limited minutes slash get to a rest in round 14 against the Roosters. They play on the sad day on the three-day backup. Into games against Brisbane Manly, misses round 17. They play Sunday against Canberra in round 18. And as I said, with Brandon there, could easily get a rest. I'm looking at selling. Desi, I think you're in the same boat, mate. I concur, yep. I think at 810K, he's he's more expensive than Cleary, Hines, Monster, Tedesco, IPAP, mm. who've all been killing it. And Harry Grant is still more expensive. He's just the cash you need, and you can probably grab him back, you know, in a few weeks' time for around seven hundred k. He'll he'll drop a hundred k that massive more, break even or more potentially. Yeah. And 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 look, in a perfect world, he you hold on to him and you save the inevitable trade of wanting him back in come sort of round eighteen or nineteen. Uh, Spy interested on your take on that, mate? Oh, in short, I fully agree. I hadn't really thought of – I haven't really looked hard at trades this week, yeah. especially when the bombshell team list hit today, and I just went, oh, man, what are we going to do? So I did four <laughs> trades, which involved getting rid of Pappy. But, yeah, you're right. I'd probably rather sell Harry 
because uh, I just think he's, he's played massive minutes all year. Yeah. With Origin uh, and that little injury, this I just don't understand why Bellamy would push him too hard over the Origin period. It doesn't make sense. Mm. Um, they have – oh, I don't really care about matchups for Harry. He's too good. Yeah, he's that good. Yeah, you maybe just bring him back rather than – Selling Pappy. So, yeah, it's something to have a really yeah. good look into. I'm certainly not against it in short, and I may well do the same if I can find the right option, uh, whether that's Appy or or Robson. We'll see how we yeah. go. And, and yeah, to, to continue on on that point that I was sort of trying to get across, uh, there are players that I want in my team ahead of Appy. Appy, I think, will be coming in for him, and there's players I want this week more than Appy, but I've already got Robson at hooker. So with Harry Green, I need to go to a straight hooker. And I think he's the best of the hooking options. So to free up that cash to allow me to make some big trades elsewhere, I think Harry has to go and Appy has to be the one to come in. So Appy, I'm not sold on, but I do think he's a pretty decent buyer this week. As you said, Spy, with a look to flip to maybe a Cam McInnes or someone for around 17 uh, and make them trades there. Over, uh, let's see, where are we going there? Panthers. Um, no, we've touched on everyone there as far as I'm concerned. Over at the Bulldogs, Jacob Karaz. Boys, break even neg 20 or 30 odds. There's still some money to be made there. Pretty ordinary last week. Obviously, Rose in cash. It was about, about 80K last week, that massive negative break even. Um, De- 256K now. Desi, would you still be buying Kiraz if you didn't jump on last week? Absolutely. I think yep. I think Kiraz could still be a keeper, you know, despite the bad score last week. He's just got the game that you need. Um, he tackle boss, he offloads. And I thought he was pretty unlucky. Avarillo kind of just stole his points and he and he had that ball rolled to him as well. And if he picked it up clean, he was over. So I think he was inches away from going 80. Spy, you're a bit of a Kiraz fanboy. Do you concur with Desi? I am a Kiraz fanboy. Uh, he had one. He, he did not get any kick returns last week. It's just the way the game played out with 400 tries and <laughs> kicking to the other corner and a few other things. He had one genuine kick return. He went bang bang, offloaded, and that's the kind of stuff he'll do more than once uh, on a game that's right. As Desi said, he was unlucky not to scoop up a tr- tough ball for a try. Avarillo went himself twice twice for two tries yeah, outside Dufty's ball playing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not a huge Dufty fan, but he, he can pass on that right edge. And it was only because the Saints' bloody winger just he held on his own winger in defence when he should have probably jammed in on the centre to ask yeah. the question. If he does that like any other normal winger does, then Karaz gets at least two. Uh, and despite all that, and despite three errors and a penalty, which weren't even really errors, they were kind of just trying to save the day, he still scored 30. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, how did he get up to 30, the beast? So, Spy the supreme optimist. Right, honestly, that is, if you watch that game and you're like, oh, Karaz, yeah. just nothing's gone his way and you saw he got 30. So, mate, honestly, I'm a bit with Desi. I was like, I was just getting excited to launch into Desi there with an argument. He said he could be a keeper. I was like, well, I agree. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Just as a, a seven, six or seventh centre, I think he's perfect. Yeah. No, I'm with you, boys. I, I don't think he'll be a hold for the season like you boys say and say play based on matchup because he's playing for the team coming last in the competition. But I do still think he's a buy uh, for this week. Spy, another bloke you're a fanboy of. There's a few there. Um, is Matty Burton. Three-round average of 70. Uh, pricked a bit of interest. Uh, season average of 50, six scores under 40. Upcoming games against a depleted Panthers side, Eels, Tigers and Sharks. Any interest? Not really. Um, I just think like they're playing Penrith. They have a bunch of guys out, but they're still a pretty good club. Um, you look better of late. Although he had a shock with the boot last week. That'll be a write-off. He won't do that again. Um, I just don't think... It probably comes back to that whole Bulldogs thing. I'd rather a half in a gun side like a drink water in a Cowboys side that is more likely to put 40 or 50 on. Mm. So not for me. A little fact, boys, I actually nearly started the year with Burton as a massive pod oh. play, and then I sort of probably thought it through a bit more and didn't. But, yeah, I do love Burton, and uh, I think he'll be one of the one of the really, really great footballers as he finds his way there. Yeah, he'll be a super great star in the future, but just not yet. The doggies need to show something. Boys, let's break it up with a few pod anti-pod plays. Desi, one of each uh, going forward. Doesn't necessarily have to be round 13. Could be going forwards. What have you got for us? All right, for the pod play, um, I think, especially for people who already own him, like you boys, is to captain Olakowatu um, yep. against the Warriors. Hope he crashes over for a double. 
Uh, he just looks so likely every single game. Um, and yeah, he, he could go 120 plus against the Warriors. Um, antipod play. I think the biggest antipod play anyone can make this week is just sit on your hands, not make any trades. Uh, it's, it's a huge call, but um, the way I see it, everyone's just buying points this round instead of buying players. So if you're able to resist the point temptation, the trade saved, they might push you higher up the rankings in the long run. You are, you've been hanging out with the spy too much, Desi. You're getting wiser by the day, mate. <laughs> spy, what have you got, mate? What's going on here? Desi's like, oh, I might do nothing, and I'm like, I'm boosting, I'm moving <laughs> four. We've swapped. Uh, the beauty of the game, the evolution. Um I sort of, I'm a little bit rushed this afternoon amongst the chaos that has been, but so I'm just going to lob this all in one, but it's just holding Josh King. Um, I don't mind, depending on your side structure, I can get rid of guys that are less valuable than King. And my logic behind this is as follows. I could sell Josh King to someone like a Nat Butcher, right, for a similar price. Nat Butcher's probably got that upside this week. Uh, He'll make some cash. I'd then sell Butcher to go back to a round 17 player, probably who would average 60-odd. So if you break it down, I'm using two trades to get Nat Butcher's 60-odd and then around 17, 60-odd for 120 points. Or I can use zero trades to get hopefully 50-odd from King before I move him on. So do I want to use two trades to get 60 or 70 points? No, I definitely don't. Uh and that's when I broke it down. I went, maybe King's a hold. I mean, he's still a number. Melbourne have sort of blown out a few times the last three weeks, for or against, and he hasn't sort of come back on properly. The two weeks preceding that, he based like mid-60s in 65 minutes. So I'm thinking I might hold him just as a little – I just don't have anything much better to do with him, and I think he could be a valuable number to score me around 17 points and save me a trade or two. Desi, you're getting wiser, mate, but uh, to reach spy limits, you've got a long way to go because he's a deep man. Um, <laughs> mate, it, it, all, it adds up, can't argue. Um, and that, that sort of covers both of them for you, Spy? The pod and the antipod? That, that's it, mate. I, um, there's probably more, but I think it's a pretty sort of just go hard with the solid guys this week who can all, all capable of big points. Yeah. Uh, I don't really sort of have an antipod. Uh, like I said, a little bit rushed with the preps for this one. Uh, but I suppose my antipods basically, I, I'm looking at probably foregoing Manu and Garrick, but at the same time, that's what I'm doing. I, I don't have, I think they're great buy targets this week, so don't sort of go against it based on that. My pod, however, is Murray Tualangi, who I, I think he's a, a bit of a sneaky one there for the Cowboys. He's only averaging about 52 for the season, but the way the Cowboys are looking, they've got a nice little draw coming up. Uh, Games against the Titans, Dragons, and then Manly. They're playing great footy. He's one of them ones for me, Spy and Desi, that I, I think I mentioned this last week or the week before, but he may average 55 for the rest of the season, but sitting him in those bigger games and play, I think he's a terrific fifth center wing to just play based on matchups. And if you do that and play him against the softer team, sit him against your Penrith and Storms, etc., he could average 75 against them. So, uh, boys, Tawalangi, any love, Desi? I like it. Yep. No. No? No love. Why not? I'm, I'm off the Cowboys. I'm off them. Yeah, wow. Hey, anyone playing outside my boy, Drinky, uh, just get on him and pass Murray. Oh, they're overrated. Murray loves to work. They're so. winning off the back of defense, boys. They're not <coughs> that great in attack. Can we check that stat live? Because I'm reasonably sure they are good. <laughs> <laughs> Best attack in the comp is currently Storm with 375. Then it goes Penrith, Eels, Cowboys, so they're four. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. <laughs> and they've had a tough run at times. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's a gut I, feel. None, of the, none of their backs ever go 100 plus, it seems, so I don't know. Yeah, right. I think their forwards are carrying them. Guys like, you know, Cotter. Cotter is carrying the Cowboys. Yeah, I think Cotter is he's a weapon. I think, I think they'll yeah. potentially lose this week against the Titans. Boys, wow. just quickly. Yeah, Just yeah. quickly, what about Scotty Drinkwater's back-to-back tons and 94 and stuff? That didn't count or you were busy that weekend? No <laughs> yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> on you go. On you go. <laughs> uh, Seagulls and Warriors. At the Seagulls, nothing sort of too substantial there other than much to the despair of plenty, including the spy. No Benny Cherboyevich. Uh, Marty Tapao, Jason Saab, Carl Lawton all back in the squad. 
Dylan Walker named, but in a lot of doubt with injury. I suppose the big super coach relevant one would be Josh Schuster starting at 5'8 in the absence of Daly Cherry Evans. Boys, I think we've spoken about Ruben Garrick already. I think we all agree that he's a terrific buy. Um, a few cooler owners, Tui Pilotu owners, who probably Loomis sells after this week. Uh, we've spoken about Ola Kuwata. We've all said that he's a terrific buy there. The only last one that I think we probably need to touch on, let me know if you've got anyone else, uh, but he's Josh Schuster, who is very cheap. Uh, as off the back of a few injuries this this year, limited minutes, averaged 61 last season. He's at a very affordable 477k, dual 5'8", second row forward. Des, any love? Yeah, I, I think Schuster could go big this game. Um, I'm not going to buy him personally, but yeah, he's you definitely don't want to overlook him, put it that way. Um, but yeah, he's still got 113 break even, so it's a, it's a bit of a rough one. But yeah, is he... He's he's probably not going to be on eighty minutes going forward. So I think he will, mate. I reckon he'll be an eighty minute edge back row. I reckon they're just easing him back um, from a few of those injuries. In fact, I'm almost certain of it. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, he's a very good buy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There you go, spy. Boys, I've had Schuster penciled in for my rounds thirteen side for about a month. But he just doesn't have the match fitness at the moment. Um, mm. He came back as a pretty big body, let's just say that, uh, despite having very good footwork. And he is one of my favourite players, although he doesn't quite fit that small boy mould. Um, yeah, I sadly won't be getting him. I really wanted to. And he could utterly terrorise the Warriors. Like, I mean, terrorise him. He's such a gun. Uh, if there's a way to get him in, I will. But at this stage, just with that lack of match fitness and combinations, uh, probably not for me. Yeah. The blind man, that's what they call him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know. I, I think if he had one 80-minute game behind him last week, uh, I know he sort of played, he played 30, 40-odd minutes, one 80-minute game, it would give you a bit more assurance that he's good to go. But off a few injuries this year already, I, I think it is a big risk to take. But for the thrill-seekers out there, we know what he can do. He's an absolute star. So maybe a cheeky little one then. He'll obviously play 80 this week uh, at 5'8". Boys, at the Warriors, Wade Egan back in, Bailey Searin and back in. No Josh Curran, which is a bit of a blow. Walsh will be devastated with that one. Uh, Egan in for Freddie Lassick. So anyone who jumped on Freddie Lassick there last week as a potential cheapie, that was you know probably not a great move in hindsight. Although he could slide into the game day side. Who knows? Uh, Viliami Velia is out, as we mentioned earlier. That one's a bit of a blow for us. Fellas, what do we got here? Uh, I think... Again, we've we've sort of spoken about anyone a little bit relevant. Um, Torhu Harris is the popular one. Desi, how important is he? Is he coming into your team? And you know, in, in these order of all these Olakuatus and Crichtons, where does Torhu sit for you this week? I think I've I've, I've flipped between. I had Torhu at uh, at two behind Angus. Angus is definitely number one. He's out and out keeper. Um, there's just no point not getting him. You know what I mean? But, Agreed. Agreed. Um, Ola Kowatu and Tohu is a coin toss, but I think Spy is talking around to Ola. You know, he's a manly boy and they're going to have to hit him and he's going to have to score <laughs> tries if manly are going to win games. So, um, yeah, I put Ola as number two and Tohu as, as three. Well, Spy, we had a couple of weeks ago some legend th- show us the stats uh, broken down with Olakuatu without Tommy Turbo and with him, and he averaged something like it was at least 10 more without him, wasn't it? <coughs> yeah, it was plenty more, maybe 15 even. Okay. Um, so what's your thoughts on Torhu? Uh, he falls in the Schuster category for me, and he, I just don't trust his match fitness. If yep. he'd come back and he played a few 80-minute games, 100% lock him in. He's gone 70-80 minutes. Yeah, he's gone 70-80, yeah. But um, nah, not quite enough for me. But just a bit earlier after a major injury, I prefer others, put, put it like that. Yeah. Raiders Roosters on Sunday afternoon. At the Raiders, we've spoken a little bit about Xavier Savage there. Not a lot uh, sort of probably going on Supercoach-wise at this side. Uh, oh, Desi, Tommy Starling, speak to me. No, no, I just I was not a fan of Ricky Stewart <laughs> last weekend. Uh, I just thought it was silly taking the two. I, I mean, he, I just thought he made some bad calls throughout that game, and to sit out Starling to the final twenty-five minutes. And I think he he, he scored about twenty-seven in twenty-five yeah. minutes. And the other bloke who played fifty fifty-five minutes only scored thirty. So you know, go figure. He 
I think, yeah, I'm really hoping that he that he plays 50-odd, 55 minutes this round, get one last score out of him, and I'll flip him next round to maybe a, a Reuben Cotter or a Cam McInnes. My phone on Sunday afternoon was like heating up red hot at the uh, the <laughs> anger of Desi Creek for those 55 <laughs> minutes that Tommy Starling wasn't on the field. Yeah, uh, my, my round was looking big or yeah. enormous until then, so yeah. <laughs> Desi, Joe Tappany, 542K, dual front row, second row forward, break even 47. Uh, no Josh Papali out this week. He's played four, 54 and 62 minutes the past fortnight, which is up on his regular game time this season. Although when he does play less game time, his PPM does tend to go up a little bit. Season average 59. Do you like him as a, a bit of a pod this week? Because he is a pretty popular trade-in. Yeah, I'm a fan of Tappany. I think he's really dangerous. Um, he can bust tackles and he can find the try line. He hasn't found it yet, if, if I'm correct, or maybe he's he scored one, but he's definitely more of a like a three, four, five try season player. So I think they'll they'll come eventually. Yeah, one try in twelve games. Yeah, and no I, I assist, can see him. No assist. I can see him scoring. Yeah, maybe three or four to end the season. So he could be a keeper. Um, Spy, what's your take on Taps? Because he's a guy that I I don't mind. Uh, be, for what Dazzy said, despite not having any real attacking stats this season, he is a front row forward with upside, which I go on about that I do like. He's very good uh, with ball in hand. But at the same time, I'm going, I'm just bringing in another, he's not a plotter by any means, but another solid front row. And I just feel like it's a waste of two trades bringing him in for his 50 to 70 a game. Yeah, for me, minutes are the issue. He's he's never been a big minute player. Whether that's just well, he a has been, or... just not the last few years. Yeah, well, not not in recent times, that's for sure. Um, whether that's a, a fitness or a concentration thing throughout the game, I'm not sure. But if he had those bigger minutes, he's an absolute weapon. Yeah. Like he's so good. Yeah. And I think Ricky's probably just understood now that they get the best out of him through like fifty odd minutes, uh, which makes him a very very solid super coach player. Uh, and as you said, maybe just lacking that upside because of minutes. But in saying that, if he scores a try, he scores 90. And in the front row, that's pretty good. So, look, I'm not against – if you brought him in, you could nearly sit him – you could nearly buy him as your second front row for the rest of the year if you had to. It you wouldn't could, hurt you, you could. like that. It wouldn't hurt you. So I'm not against it, but I'd, he probably won't quite scrape into my side. But he could certainly score on the weekend mm. and do – do you a big favour in the bye week. Just a quick one, boys, as we move on to the Roosters before we bypass it. Will you be selling – I don't even know if you own them both, Desi, but um, I think you might. If Taumalolo and Suali were to get ruled out this week, would you sell either of them? I would sell both of them, yeah. absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, Suali's obviously peaked in price for now unless he goes on a massive try-scoring tear. But yeah, that, I wasn't happy with that twenty points last week. Put it that way. Spot. I'd I'd sell Lolo. Um, I think he probably falls in the Tarfany mold this year. He's super solid. That's what made me think of it. Yeah, very yeah, similar. But just not maybe lacking that bit of upside. So yeah, I'd be happy to sell uh, Swali. I don't actually own him, which has been terrifying. Um, but I would hold him. I think the back end of the Roosters season post Origin could be dynamite for Swali. Uh, Teddy's starting to show his best footy. They're starting to come around. We know they get better as the year goes on, and the kid's a bloody freak. God, he's good. So I'd, I'd be tempted to hold Swally, and I might even try getting him in, to be honest, at some point mm. for the run home. Is, he's not in your top four or five centre wing, though, is he? Oh, look, to be, to be totally honest with you, I haven't looked that far ahead yet. I'm just dealing with round 13, then we'll, we'll have a good look at that for round 17 and see what moves I want to make. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, with games against, obviously, a few out this week, but the Raiders round 13, if he was to miss this week, they then play Melbourne, Eels, Panthers, by uh, with a big break even, set to drop some cash. I'm with Desi. I'd sell them both. More on necessity in that we've spoken about how you need to free up cash somewhere this week. Uh, yep. You know, like perhaps selling them, like say them two would have missed, selling them two might allow me to hold like a, a Harry Grant. So yeah, it's, sure. just, it's not that easy to free up cash this week. Uh, you know, it's going to be the... It, it, uh, at the expense of someone. Uh, goes into a softer draw in the back end of the year. And look, if he drops to 400K, can maybe buy him back later on. Um, at the Roosters, some significant sort of news there. Angus Crichton missing origin. We won't even go through him because I think Angus Crichton becomes a must-have this week and he'll be straight into my team. <laughs> Billy Smith, the old enigma. Uh, <laughs> so, so I love this bloke as a footballer. 
um, has been absent pretty well all year, come back in recent weeks to the New South Wales Cup, comes into the wing for Daniel Tupu. So anyone who held him, poor old Matty Ryan, he sold him, I think, last week and was just saying, oh, there's no way he comes back. It can't happen, surely, surely. Sure. What he didn't bank on and what all Billy Smith owners would bank on was probably Daniel Tupu getting selected in origin ahead of Josh Adokar. So that is a real stiff one for anyone who held Billy Smith all this time. Condolences, sorry, commiserations, I should say, on that one, Matty. Joey Manu shifts to fullback to cover for Jimmy Tedesco. Taukiaho moves to props. Tilly Tupanua starts on the edge, which is great news uh, for his owners. Spy, anyone that piques your interest here because there's a few relevant players. I just want to jump in and apologise to the great man, Matty Ryan. Um, I had a pretty busy weekend and he sent me a big thing on, on trades. We've been chatting about footy and whatnot and the mighty Socceroos and I have not replied to him. That is the ultimate disrespect and I mean nothing by it to the big fella. So I'll get back on to this weekend. Uh, spy just, spy just low-key wrapping himself there and he's like... <laughs> no, that, the, that the, 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 the Spy's becoming such a big deal nowadays <laughs> in the uh, the NRL world that he's just got no time for the Socceroos keeper. <laughs> Not at all. I, c- I couldn't believe it. I'm going to send him a bloody essay tonight apologising. Uh, we've, actually, we've actually lined Matty up for a podcast in coming weeks. Once he gets the, the soccer is qualified for the World Cup, uh, he'll be on here with Bells. And he had a massive week last week, so looking forward to that one. Uh, Spy, what do you got? He is a legend. Um, oh, where to begin with the Chooks? I think it's a plethora of options. Um, Natty Butzer is really good to lock in and just bank points over the next couple of weeks, I think, and he'll make you money. So I really like that idea, but I don't see him as a keeper. So that's the only reason I may not grab him. Um, Joey Manu, I've been thinking long and hard about this. Mm. I think I even maybe have him above Garrick if you have to choose one of the two. The reason for that is, goes back to what I said previously, the Roosters are starting to sizzle. I think Manu gets more and more involved as the year goes on, and I think he's the perfect bloke to plug into your centres now and just hold for the rest of the season. He's so good, and I think he's underperformed equivalent to what he's about to do, uh, at least long term. And this weekend, mm. he's probably a captaincy option because, man, him at fullback. Oh. Yeah, and Spy, I think on that one, two, two points you made there, like, I'm so high on Nat Butcher at the moment. He's just been absolutely wonderful for the last two weeks uh, as a little steed for the Stallions. Um, but, like, as you said, it's two trades. He's not a season-long keeper, so he's in and out. So he's a great trade this week. But, like, if your final trade is tossing up between him and Angus Crichton, barring being dropped to the bench, which is possible, Crichton is a season-long keeper and a genuine gun. So you go him every day of the week. And Joey Manu on him, I know, like, Desi's all over him. Like, the draw against... Melbourne, Parramatta, Penrith coming up round 14 to 16, followed by the bye. Really tough, but as you said, we should have you know at least five high-quality centre wings coming by round 14. If you want to sit him against Penrith or maybe Melbourne, you can. So um, The other thing on Manu is Parra's left-edge defence, which is Manu's on the right, is not that good. I think he mm. might have nearly turned up against him a few weeks back. Uh, what did he score? He got 91. Melbourne round 14 could be pretty depleted potentially. Munster, yeah. Rand, these sort of blokes, they're not red hot at the moment, um, which means Penrith might end up being his only really tough matchup. Mm. And then he, and he's got Saints, Newcastle, you know, that's pretty good. Add in, add in the fact that, you know, maybe Teddy doesn't back up round 14 or round 18 after the Origins where Manu would play fullback again where we know he's just an absolute beast. So, exactly. Yeah, he, the more we talk about it, the more he worries. Good chat, boys. Good Desi's shot. smirking <laughs> over there after his chat last week. Uh, <laughs> Desi, the Roosters for you, mate. Who Who is on your radar? Yeah, obviously uh, Manu's probably going to be the big captain this week. i uh, I think you'd be crazy not to captain him, to be honest. He's an absolute animal at fullback. He's He's got that big 140 there in years in previous years there. So he's got the ceiling that you need. Um, Angus Crichton, as I said, absolute lock. Um, actually, a little bit of interest in, in Tauke Aho and Sam Walker. I noticed, I Desi, uh, in your pod article that might have been last week, or your buy targets article, you, you mentioned Tauke Aho, and he, was he averaging something like 55, which... Yeah, like, took sneaking me, like, under a the radar. surprise, yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, and his minutes have been pretty inconsistent, but it looks like they're getting a bit more consistent. His last four and, rounds, sorry to steal your thunder, mate, because he's definitely your call. Last four rounds, 57, 62, 62, 69. So pretty good going. Yeah, and he's only 
what maybe an injury away from getting the goal kicking as well. Yeah, well, who knows? Mm, no, don't mind it, mate. Guys, you might have locked in your trades this week, but how well do you know your numbers outside of Supercoach? With interest rates going up at the moment, it might be time to finally trade banks and sell yourself a bit of cash. If you have no idea where to start, I'm definitely guilty of being in this boat. Shoot Pat and George Mortgage Choice a message on Instagram, all one word, or give them a call on 02-9521-1611 and mention the special code SC Playbook for a free consultation and they'll take care of the rest. It does not matter which state you're based in, so don't hesitate to get in contact with the fellas if that is you. Boys, round 13 trades and skippers, we've touched on them. Desi, I'll start with you, mate. What are you looking at? Well, I was going to be going VC, Taylor May, um, and Captain Joey Manu, but I might chuck the VC on Olukawatu if I'm bringing him in. Mm, yep, cheeky one there. What what uh, VC number do you think you'd need to loop this week, Desi? Um, that's a good question. I'd I'd say 85, 85 to ninety, that sort of range. Anything above that is a definite loop. Mm. And mate, what are your trades? Um, it's going to be Harry Grant and Ben Trebojevic out for Angus Crichton and Olukowatu. Strong mate. Just just the two. Uh, spy. Uh, strap in for these trades, boys. Tavita Pengai, <laughs> Lachlan Ilias. Valeria and Pappenhausen or Grant. Four, Angus Crichton, Scotty Drinkwater, Joey Manu, Ruben Garrick. Boom, 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 boom. It's very exciting. <laughs> I like it. Chasing points. <laughs> it is good. But they're all guns. I'm happy to keep most of them. I can flip if I need to later. Um, VC will be Scotty Drinkwater, almost 100%. And Captain, I do think it'll be Manu. Uh, very hard to go past. Maybe a Garrick, but yeah. And just quickly on Garrick, I sort of said to a few people when he flipped to fullback a few weeks ago that I wasn't as keen on him anymore, but he honestly has the old term played his way into my side. That performance against Melbourne a few weeks ago, he's just a better footballer than a year ago at the back. He's stronger. He's offloading a lot. He's very busy. Uh, he threw a nice pass. Um just that work rate with offloads, tackle busts, and goal kicking is what really has me going for him now. And as I said, I think he's just a better footballer than this time a year ago. So good to see, and I think that's why he'll be in my side. Um, and that's where we land, but hopefully a big one. Spy, we'll go from what, there. Spy what would you need from your VC to loot? I actually think 75-80 from Drinky. I'd probably take... I'd not. I'll probably see how the weekend plays out in terms of you sort of get a vibe as to how how high scoring it potentially might be as it goes on. But yeah, any around that eighty mark, I'd be pretty happy to take. I think and just lock it in, guys. For any rookie super coaches out there, free crack advice captains this week because there's uh, only you know no one sort of has seventeen players on board or very few or even eighteen. We basically get for two. You don't basically you get two free cracks at captain. So if you're not around that, flick us a message on our socials or somewhere like that. Email us, whatever. Um, we'll help you out with that. But there's information everywhere and plenty of people willing to help out. For the stallions, very much subject to change. But at this stage, Harry Grant, Liam Martin, Andrew Fafita out, along with either Jai Arrow or Stags. Probably Arrow. I see Arrow and Stags as chances of playing around seventeen almost bang on, to be honest, because Arrow's just outside the, the 17 at the moment. Any injuries, and he could be straight in, whereas Staggs, they've got Luttrell coming back. You know, Stephen Crichton on the bench, who knows what will happen. Luttrell, in, good call. Yeah, coming in, Api Corusau's a big chance. Hamiso Tabuifado, Angus Crichton, and then it'll be a toss-up between sort of Torhu and, and Garrick or Manu, but listening to you boys and being a little bit concerned at uh, having no skippers there, or gun skippers, uh, probably Manu. VC at this stage, kick out and probs Captain Crichton. But if I can get Manu in or Garrick, it'll probably go towards them. First question uh, to jump on, Spy from Aaron Jeffrey. You always say on the podcast that round seven has better players, but just had a look and it's pretty skimp in the forwards. IPAP and then light years. He said, Clem, maybe, maybe Keon. Is it worth attacking 13 and going less on 17 due to this? Uh, as we said, we've seen it change a little bit in recent weeks, haven't we? Yeah, the short answer is I'm going a little bit harder at 13 than I was a month ago when I first wrote that article and started talking about things. So I, my policy would be if you've got guys that you really like this weekend, don't hesitate to grab them. Simple as that. Nice, mate. Desi, we've half touched on this, but it is a big question this week from Brad Jones. Is Cotter a hold with the Cowboys' short turnaround after Origins 1 and 3? 
yeah, Cotter's a keeper. Absolutely hold him. Mm. And he's he's not that yeah, he's not overpriced or underpriced. He's yeah, it's not worth selling him. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I I yeah. I was gonna jump in, unless you need to, in terms of looking at that round fourteen coverage, if you think you could be a bit short. Cotter might only play 30, 40 minutes or get rested. Yeah. So that's when you might want to sell him. If you've got the coverage to hold him, I, I'm not against that as well. Uh, this one I'll give to Spy because we know Desi's thoughts. Spy, you, you've got them both or getting them both. So Garrick or Manu, Zach Osler asked, if you could only have one and had to hold for the rest of the season. That's a good it's question. so, so tight. I just said I'd go Manu, and that's more of a gut feel more than anything. But there's nothing in it. Honestly, flip a coin, and they could both be good keepers. But something about Manu just tells me he wins. But it's probably going to be about a one-point average in it by the end of the season from here on out. Desi, question from Jack Bauer. Started the year with Tupu with the aim of covering buys whilst also maintaining a healthy average, essentially set and forget. Now pick for Ogden with potential resting. Is it time to go? Thinking him to Angus. Feel sorry for Jack Bauer because, yeah, Tupa, you would have thought, should be available for this round 13. He isn't. Would you sell or hold him, Des? Um, yeah, it's a real tough one. If he's selling him to Angus, then, yeah, definite, definite sell, I'd say. But yeah. Anyone else, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a toss-up. Yeah, Miss Jane asks about the thought of trading Grant. Is it madness? Uh, we've had a chat about this, and myself and Desi look to be trading out. The spy might be joining us after swaying him a little bit. Matty Broom, the great man, SC Playbook, does, writes for our uh, cricket content. Doing really well this year in Supercoach, as he always does. He's a Supercoach weapon, Matty. Desi or Spy, we'll go to Spy for this one. Is Teddy a potential sell? Uh, you'll probably say yes because you've sold him, but. Possible restings after both buy rounds could mean missing up to four of the next six rounds and plays Eels and Panthers in the other two games he plays. A lot of people are asking similar. What do you reckon? Mate, if Broomy says he could be a sell, he's probably a sell because he knows his <laughs> stuff. He has a look into stuff about as much as I do. Um, I don't own him, so it's hard to say. Um, but with that run and potential restings, uh, look, I'd sell him if you can get real value out of it for this weekend uh, and looking forward but I would just don't do it on a whim. But, yeah, if you can get someone where we can lock in a Manu and maybe someone else with that cash, then for sure, or even Manu, uh, I'm a bit torn. I'd probably ask Desi as an owner. He'll probably have more idea than me. What are you doing, Desi? No, no Teddy is not a sell. Just um, told him. I've, uh, yeah. I think I've been through this before. <laughs> this, yeah. this exact I am definitely getting Teddy. I'm definitely getting Teddy for the run home to partner, perhaps. Yeah. Flip Hines yeah. to halfback, all going well, injury-free-wise. Yeah, I'll be sticking strong on that one. Last question for this week's podcast from Logan Jones. Desi, worth selling Payne Hass through the origin period? Yeah, see, this is the this is a one I definitely tossed up on this week. I was pretty much inches away from selling Haas, but I just don't think he's worth selling at 560K. Mm. You're not getting value out of it. If he's up at 650, 700 maybe, but... I think he's got a point to prove as well. He, he nearly scored last week. He really wanted that try. Yeah. Um, and the crowd's booing him. He's got a point to prove. He'll come out big, I reckon. Righto, boys. Uh, my production studio is about to die, also known as my laptop. So we better wrap that one up at an hour seven minutes. Spy, thank you very much, mate. Cheers, boys. I do love a late shout-out, but another one really quickly. Ewan Aitken is not the worst shout in your centres. He's been good all year, and he will continue to be very solid. But just wanted to throw it in there. Good luck on the weekend, boys, and uh, it's been good. Spy, if my laptop dies because you're Aitken shout and we don't get this audio up, there will be drama. Desi, thank you, mate. (laughs) Yeah, I was quietly hoping Aitken wouldn't get mentioned at all. I noticed that you uh, mentioned him. I was going to let us – happy to let that one slide. But, yeah. yeah, cheers, boys. Good luck this week. Thanks, guys. Cheers for tuning in.